two senseis and a casual. up everybody this is another episode of true hip-hop senseis and casual i'm your host brandon aka b wheezy and should i do my i got a line should i do my line before the music i'm gonna just do my line and okay how much time is this man spending on the intro lately i've been feeling like a you know guy pierce and memento i just set the <laughs> bar nick's falling under it like limbo you know the family all that matters i'm just out here with my camp folk talk to me drizzy come on Woo! 61 episodes, and it's just Drake every, every episode. episode yeah. <laughs> hey, just, get used to it. It's like the Pistons when they used to sell out at the Palace, just have a little ticker each one. <laughs> as far as my song, I got something a little different for y'all. So. Come on, Jirai, you feel it, baby. I Come never on. know where he's going to go with the music. That's the one thing I look forward to cuz like I, I don't know which direction he's ever going to go in, you know. What's up everybody? It's Gerard. And um you know, I just want to play some King of R&B for y'all cuz y'all went outside for this. He hop out the helicopter and do that little high oh. step. I'll be rolling every time, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just got to get some Bobby Brown appreciation every now and then. You know what I'm saying? Mm. <laughs> always, always. Whitney! Come in! Come in! <laughs> Whitney! <laughs> uh, my name is Drew, A-Day the name, and I want you guys to know that after the show, it's the after party, then. After the party, it's the hotel lobby, then. After the Belby, then it's probably Chris. And after the original, it's probably this. Yes, my yes, We're at a little fiesta. Okay, Drew. <laughs> yes, sir. I don't know if we're allowed to play our Kells, but, you know, we just play Jay-Z's part. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> so, I wanted to take my apology from last week back. Upon further review, it doesn't appear that there's a problem submitting reviews. Um, I know Justin said he submitted three. I did see that one went through. Nice. Um, so, you know. The reason that bad things happen to you is because you're a dumbass. I don't think anyone else has tried, and I haven't heard anyone reach out and say, hey, I've tried <laughs> to submit a review. So, please, right now, if you're listening, pause the podcast, go to our podcast homepage, whether it's Spotify or Apple Music, Leave us a review, please. Uh, I feel like it doesn't take long. Just say a couple words. If you don't want to say a couple words, just, you know, do a rating. But I really want to see comments and people giving us feedback. Um, and then, you know, after you're done, come back, resume the episode. But, yeah, just take a few <laughs> few minutes to do that. Uh, you know, I want to thank Justin Lavelle. I want to thank Bones, Tattoo, Jordan Morgan, former U of M Hooper, Slight Flex, uh, Jack, and Faraz. Because those are the only people that have submitted – any type of, of comment feedbacks on our reviews. So I know y'all listening. I know y'all out there. Let's take a couple minutes, show your boys some love. Um, I'm not mad. <laughs> I'm just disappointed. I, I just, I just, I'm just disappointed. And also make sure you follow us on all social media platforms. We've been really putting in work with YouTube. 
us up and rolling, you know, churning out clips. Uh, also, um, it is two hip hop sensei. So type out actual TWO because I don't know if you type in the number two if we'll come up, but type in TWO, hip hop senseis and casual. You'll find our page, subscribe to us. All of our links, again, are within one place, within our link tree. Shout out to Gerard. And if you're really loyal, make sure that you're telling your friends tell your to tell their friends to, to listen to the goddamn podcast, man. We could be friends. <laughs> also, our new QR code, man, is so clutch. Uh, I shared the podcast with a few people this week by pulling that up. And shout out to my guy, Tim Bell, man, uh, service department at Sears Chevrolet. He checked us out. He said he enjoyed the podcast. He'll be tuning in. We appreciate that, brother. Um, and make sure you follow us on the gram again at two hip hop senseis, period A, period casual. We appreciate all the love, support, feedback, likes, comments. Y'all loyal, man. We appreciate y'all. It means a lot. Speaking of shout-outs, I got a couple shout-outs. Do y'all have any shout-outs? I know I kind of put y'all on the spot. If y'all don't, it's all good. Um, I have two. Shout-out to the homie Victor all the way in Norway. He finally hit me up on Instagram. Uh, He said he wanted to let me know that he is still listening. Um, he said he has certain periods where he listens to music primarily. Then there's certain times where he listens to podcasts primarily. And I'm like, bro, that's cool because I don't even <laughs> listen to podcasts every week. So I, I'm not I'm not mad at anybody that don't listen to us weekly. Um, on a personal lo- note, I he am. let me know that. <laughs> talk to me, Drew. He let me know that he loved my posts on the gram. Um, and and he really appreciated seeing me, you know, recovering, doing well. I really, that means a lot. And he let me know that Norway was celebrating their constitutional day, the day we were talking. So, um, he finished by saying he loves the podcast and effort. And I just want to let Victor know again, man, we appreciate you and all the homies in Norway. Y'all the real MVPs. Um, and what's crazy, like, we've been asking people to submit audio. And I feel like this is a good time. So, like, uh, a lot of people have been interested in that. But they've let me know that it's given them, like, anxiety, right? Which I get it. Everybody, like, dislikes their voice sometimes when you hear it. But... Gerard, I know I told you earlier in the week, I actually at one point in time hated my voice. Like, when I say hate, I'm not, I'm not joking at all. Like, I hated my voice. Like, I, I, at, <laughs> at, at, <laughs> at some point, like, I still, when people, like, tell me I have a deep voice, that's still, it's still hilarious to me because I don't hear it. Like, I know I kind of play into it a little bit, but, like, my voice sounds normal. But at one point, I had a, a worse list than I do now. Uh, my voice wasn't deep like it is now. People used to tell me I talk too white. So it just it got to a point where, like, I just did not like my voice. So anybody out there that feels like, you know, you want to submit something, but you don't want to because you don't want to hear your voice, don't worry about it. Embrace it. Like, I'm telling y'all, like, I'm not I'm not capping. Whatever all, you have like, to say, you know what I'm saying? All these you get believe, I hate my voice at voice one point. That, that, you know, that chocolate tone you got going on. <laughs> that perfect so like, radio yeah, voice. Talk to me, Gerard. What's, what's crazy is when people compliment me on my voice now, like, I think about the younger me that hated my voice. And it just, I, it's just hilarious to me because I, I don't quite hear it, but I, I'm never going to turn those compliments down. So I appreciate it. But, yeah, anybody want to send us anything, again, don't hesitate, man. Nobody's out here judging y'all. Like, just just embrace it. Be confident. Um so, yeah, I just want to say that, and I know they'll start to roll in, but I just want to share that nugget with you guys. So, yeah, we appreciate that. Um, and then the second shout-out that I had, I want to give an I'm sorry shout-out to Da Linda, D-A Linda, who was a part of my physical therapy team. I gave her a shout-out before, and I said her name wrong. 
I said Bud Linda, and it's Dud Linda. <laughs> I saw her this week at physical therapy, and I was scared for my life. I thought she was going to beat me down. Stop my butt hole in your ass and walk it dry. Delinda, please, if I get your name wrong, feel free to cuss me out. But, no, again, the therapy team, uh, theoremetic rehab, you guys, this is my last week in physical therapy, and it's bittersweet. I'm, I'm probably going to be emotional, but... Um, yeah, I, I just wanted to shout her out and make sure I got it right. I'm terrible with names. I actually was scared to say her name sometimes because I, I didn't know if it was Belinda or Delinda. So I would just say, hey, you know, be, be real nice, you know, pleasant. But do you remember that episode of uh, you remember that episode of Workaholics where they're on the roof and uh, a realtor comes up and her name is Vanessa and Adam's just like, all right, Vanessa. <laughs> she's like, she's See, like, no, there's no, there's, there's no B at all. He's like, oh, I heard a B. It's Vanessa. It's your name. I thought it was stupid that you can go with it. <laughs> See, like, I don't want to disrespect anybody's name. So when she told me, I felt so bad. Like, oh my god, I felt so bad. I'm so sorry. So Delinda again, I'm so sorry. She thinks that I got her. Na- I, I said her name wrong because the women that listen. I'm like, I wish I could take credit for that. I. It was really just a mistake. Like it had nothing to do with who listens. So, uh, yeah, I just wanted to shout out um, Victor and Delinda. Um, and just again, if you guys comment or give us feedback with our reviews, we'll shout y'all out. Like it's as simple as that. And we appreciate y'all. So, f- fellas, I just wanted to get into quick hitters real quick. Um, something I actually saw last night. I think it was like 3 yes. in the morning. Did y'all know that T-Pain's song, I'm Sprung, was a reference track that he made for Akon? No. Yeah, Akon hmm. ain't want it. I figured, so. I figured Gerard might know that, but Akon apparently didn't want it. What do you mean like a reference track? So like, he made right. Yeah, he made the song for Akon. Akon oh, gotcha, didn't gotcha. want it because he said he didn't make music yeah. for women. So hmm. T Pain said that he gladly kept it, and then a year and a half later, it became a hit. But it was supposed to be for Akon. At the I had time, no idea, at so. the time, yeah. yeah Akon said he doesn't make music time, for women. At the time, he at was the, still, I guess at the time yeah, he said he did. Yeah, at the time, like, Akon was like, yeah, no. It, I don't yeah. want to say gangster, but you know he had a reputation. You know what I'm saying? So like. I'm calling cap on that because nobody wanna see. That wasn't. That was later. It's on his first album. No, no, that wasn't on the first album. I thought it was, that on was his later. First... Oh man! Like locked up, locked <laughs> up was on the first album. So that was, was later. That. Yeah. So I, I heard that and was like, let me share that. Uh, the second nugget I have here: Kendrick Lamar sold 286 his first week with his new album, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. I don't know. I saw a lot of people, uh, you know, defending Kendrick. I guess the expectation was that he would have more than that, but I'm surprised. I, mean, I thought it was. Are y'all surprised by that? Do y'all have any thoughts on that? Did y'all expect more? Or less? Sorry, I'm looking at I'm looking at Akon's first album. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just <laughs> lonely, 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 Mister Lonely. Come on, that's a girl track. <laughs> Look, I, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm right, sorry. Hey, I'm hey. messing it up. No, you're good, man. I'm not gonna argue <laughs> with Akon if, if he felt like at the time he wasn't singing for the ladies. Who am I to tell him he was? <laughs> But Gerard, I heard you say yeah. You- after I just thought it was gonna be a little more, you know, like albums. I mean, sales are sales, so whatever. But I thought he was gonna do more than uh, two eighty. I thought he was gonna do three, four, you know. Yeah. So it's the fifth highest selling hip hop album of the decade. Is behind Drake with six hundred and thirteen thousand. Why say Drake so hard like that? Just, yeah. just keep playing you 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 so much emphasis it's on just, Drake. Like, it's just, you know, no comparison with my goal. Uh, Juice World. Oh, okay. Juice World at 497,000. Kanye at 309,000. Lou Uzi Vert at 288,000. Uh, and those were the top five. So, 
Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers was streamed 329 million times in its opening week on Spotify. Uh, it's the biggest hip-hop debut of the year and Kendrick Lamar's biggest opening week and the fourth biggest hip-hop week ever. Uh, do you guys want to uh, take a few guesses on the top ten biggest hip-hop opening weeks in Spotify history? No. Oh, Spotify. Do you have any I, guesses? I, I never get these guesses right, no. <laughs> CLB? Yeah, uh, so that's number two. Okay, okay, we're on a roll. Good answer, um, good answer. <laughs> um, I'll give you a couple more. Biggest spot of is it um what's his face the uh the uh Spanish artist I can't think of his name right now oh, bad bunny. bunny bad bunny no although that's not a that's not a bad guess at I all. feel like he's always up there when we do these or like Doja Cat or something you know so <laughs> I could just rattle them off but if you guys have any guesses feel free to hop in but number one is Scorpion with five hundred fifty nine million <sighs> number two like I said is Certified Lover Boy four hundred ninety seven million I just are they like all a, Drake? Just tell us now, B. It's almost <laughs> like a theme that I, I mean, just can't figure make you out. But number three. We started to be a Drake uh, stat. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, we'll do the quick hitters. <laughs> hey, y'all can y'all take over the quick hitters. I'll just go in and sprinkle in a few nuggets. Two but... hip-hop senseis and Drake. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> number three is Donda with $359 million. Uh Number four is Mr. Morale and Big Steppers, again, with 329 uh, number five is Legends Never Die. Was that um Legends Never Die? Isn't that uh oh what's the young man's name? He passed away. I cannot think of his name. Legends Never Die. I have to look that up. But um Juice World, Juice World, Juice. That's Juice World, right? Juice World. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty. Yeah, that's Juice World. Um, number six is More Life. Uh, two hundred ninety million. Uh, number seven is Damn. Kendrick, two hundred sixty-four million. Number eight is Astro World with two hundred fifty-seven million. Number nine is Kamikaze with two hundred thirty-seven million, and then wow. number five is the Carter Damn. Five at two hundred twenty-seven million. Any surprises on that for y'all? Carter Five. You know what's that? It's funny when M comes out because he still does a shit ton of physical sales. So like he'll go, he'll he'll sell a bunch of physical like overseas and shit, but. It's weird yeah. that Kamikaze's yeah. on there at nine to me. Yeah. What's funny is, like, the the Drake albums I have, like, the lowest rated are the ones that have the most. Like, I, I was surprised Scorpion was up there. But I thought Astro World would be higher because I, I really love that one. But Scorpion yeah. had a bunch of singles on it. That's why. Like, a bunch, like on true. both sides of that disc. Very so true. I get it, like, uh, Kiki, Do You Love Me? I can't never remember the song. That, Mob Ties, Nonstop, you know, those are all big radio hits. Look at you, Drew, making me proud. I know. Just keep it going. Keep it going. Talk about my (laughs) goal. Look at you, Drew. Uh, Lupe Fiasco will be teaching his own class on hip-hop and rap music at MIT in 2022 and 2023. He was Hmm. appointed the professor of rap at MIT. That's definitely dope, Gerard. Uh, I thought that was really cool. Uh, and then the last nugget that I have here is Tony Yayo explaining in a Vlad TV interview. Uh, in the interview, he said, or revealed rather, that uh, 50 Cent in the game, their rocky relationship was a result of an existing beef between Jimmy Hintron and the former CEO of Czar, uh, which rep game, uh, and then Chris Lighty, the co-founder of Violator and the manager of 50 Cent. Yayo told Vlad that Jimmy Hintron never liked Chris Lighty and that is always – or there always rather was a little jealousy between them. That animosity says rubbed off on the artists they represented. And then Yayo confirmed that ego also played a part 
Uh, and game when he stayed, I think you, Gerard, you mentioned this in the past, when he stated who 50 was beefing with wasn't, you know, who he was beefing with. And 50 cents mind, you mess with any of his ops, then you become an op. So, uh, you know, I, 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 I was very – I was surprised slightly by that. Um, but I knew about the second half of that. No, but, it's unfortunate. Yeah, I if, mean, anything you guys want to add to that? I remember that time period where Chris Lighty, he managed everybody. So I can see how Jimmy Henchman kind of felt like, you know, a, a bit of jealousy because that's the mode he was going down. He was trying to manage a lot of artists. And at the time, Chris Lighty was man- um, the owner of Violator Management, if uh, everybody don't know. was managing everybody, Missy, Busta, um, LL Cool J, uh, 50 Cent, um, mm-hmm. Fat Joe, you know what I'm saying? So it was a lot of people who was managing, so I can see where the hostility could come from, but I didn't know that it was spilling to the artists, so I can see how um, the game of 50 Cent, because they're being managed by two competitors, it would leak into their relationship. Yeah. Well, thank you for that, Gerard. Uh, but yeah, those were the nuggets I had for this week, so... Without further ado, if unless you two had any nuggets you guys wanted to throw out there. I read an article online about the Neptunes, and they was talking to Chad Hugo. And I guess it slipped my mind, but I didn't know that they produced uh, Looking at Me on Mason's uh, album on um, Harlem World. Yeah, so like, and they said, and he was just talking about how, you know, it's a lot of producers mm-hmm. in Virginia. We talk about Timberland, we talk about Teddy Riley is from. Harlem, but he moved to Virginia, so that's where he set up at. Um, We talk about the Neptunes, and then they talked about somebody else who I mentioned on the podcast, Vink. And Vink was also around them, and Chad Hugo used Vink's drums on that song, and that's how uh, they created that thing. So, like, they all use a, like, it's cool how producers are around each other a lot and use each other's uh, instruments and stuff when they're producing. No, it is dope. And I only knew that because when we were doing the verses and I was looking at hits by Pharrell, that was one that was on like every list that I found. But I had no idea about that before that. So, yeah, that was a great nugget. Drew, you got anything you want to add, bro? Oh, yeah. I do, but yeah. I want to bring it up when we do our what have we listened to. Okay. You said I should have hey, played that song? Did that, I, I say yeah, I should have it in me. the verses. Hey, yeah. Bro, <laughs> Everything first... else I expected, so... <laughs> Hindsight will always be twenty twenty, but we got to do that again um, fairly soon because that was that was a lot of fun, man. Uh, I have one, but you don't want to do it. What, what was the one you told me about? <laughs> what was the one you told me about? Uh, was it? Let's I do. Now, let's but... do. We could do Drake and Chris Brown. Ooh, that's not no. <laughs> what was the one you wanted to do? <laughs> I forgot. I, I'll remember it later, but I forgot. It was a while ago, so we talked about it. And you was like, uh, you was like, no, I could. I forgot, but you said no. Was it was it was it game versus fifty? Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah, no, nah, you're not about to set me up for that ill. I play a whole documentary. You just nah, nah. We got nah, nah. We, we figured out a better one. But without further ado, let's go to ask the sensei. So Justin, it's your time, man. Hit us with your question. I believe you won a four. Uh so you know, I'm hoping that you hit two or five, but you know, let's get it. Let's get it. <laughs> we'll see, we'll see. So, in honor of what would have been the Notorious B.I.G.'s 50th birthday, they released a new single called Goat Ooh. on Friday featuring Ty Dolla Sign and Bella Alubo. Did you guys listen to it? Did yeah, I, I listened to it. I did not, only because I just, I didn't have high expectations for it, but I will listen to it. So, I want to hear y'all thoughts. What did y'all think after listening to it? I mean, it was essentially another Biggie duet. So, if you heard <laughs> that, you heard this. It's a great album. 
<laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I know. Justin, did you listen to it? Yeah, it's like they put out two versions of it. I couldn't really tell a big difference between the two, and I did you like it? Really do anything for me? All right, I don't know well, if it was yeah. meant to. <laughs> You're not gonna hear no new big verses. So you've heard, if you heard one, you heard them all. So that was yeah. kind of my thought process. <laughs> so when I heard, it, I didn't even like really get hyped, but. I mean, maybe our we have a listener out there that heard it and just had their life change. Fire, I don't know, bro. But... <laughs> but yeah, Justin, man, I appreciate that question. Do y'all think Justin's two of five, or is he, or is he, or is he one of one of five? I think he's four or five. That four was five. the this one was the weak one. All right, five, five. Five. Yeah, you know, all right. Hey, I'm giving. Hey, that's matter of fact. <laughs> matter of fact, Drew, yet. I want you to do me a favor. Do do a flashback because I remember when J- Justin asked his very first question. Jarrah said, Justin, that was a terrible fucking question, if I remember correctly. I could, I could. If you were stuck on an island for the rest of your life and you could only bring one album of an artist you absolutely hate, who would it be? this is a terrible fucking question. <laughs> it's a great question. Oh, man. So. Uh... Oh, but He no, was joking. I... No, 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 joking. no, 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 no. It was a terrible question <laughs> because it was about redacted. So like that's, okay. that's why it's okay. a terrible question. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. Maybe I'm a tough critic, but yeah, Justin, thank you for that, man. I appreciate <laughs> do that. Do you want the follow up to it? Yeah, yeah, might as well. Because you kind of led right into it. Um, so like, what are your thoughts on doing a posthumous release for, for, for example, an artist like this when they go away versus like a band will lose a member and keep going? It's like totally different. It's hard. To yeah, do. it's yeah. really hard to do. When it comes to Biggie, kind of like Gerard said, like at this point, like we've heard everything I'm sure that he ever like made. So like when this one got released, I, it was just, it didn't do anything for me, but like, uh, when pop smoke passed or like when DMX passed and they had their albums coming up, um, I was excited, but also let down, which we've talked about in previous episodes. So again, if you haven't checked out all the episodes, go back and listen to them. But I I guess it, it, to me, it depends on the intent of the people that's putting out the work. Are you putting it out just so, you know, you, you think you're sitting on something that the people really want to hear? Um, or are you looking for a money grab? Because I think that's what it comes down to. But well, so I don't know. Yeah, I agree. I'm trying to think of the best albums. Like, um, I think the Biggie Duets is actually a really good, like, posthumous album. Like Gerard, so we've heard every verse on there, but it just sounded really fresh with, like, all the new artists and beats that they use. Yeah, I think work. Biggie Duets is well produced, so I give you that, Drew. But yeah. I mean, it's hard to yeah. make uh, posthumous albums if there's no new material. So if we hurt everything, if you do a great job at producing like the Biggie Duets, then you can make something great. But a lot of times, mm-hmm. like it's nothing new, and like B said, it could be a money grab. So they're just putting a whole bunch of artists on there. It doesn't feel like it's natural. You can tell that this is like okay, we're trying to put this on radio and stuff like that so it doesn't sound good. So it's really hard to do this. Like a person like Tupac recorded all the time, so there was a lot of material to put That's out. What I was, was yeah. going to add that. He was yeah, a so a lot, a lot of artists aren't like that. So like some artists only record when it's time to make the album. They're not just recording just to be recording, so you're not going to get a whole bunch of material. So right. that's why it's so hard to make that stuff. And like you said, Justin, the difference between a band is that it's not just one person it's like multiple members of the group so you can still kind of be fresh and new at some point you know like even if you add a new member or something like that so it's just hard to do i'm about to ask justin a question Mm. justin you're a big classic rock fan how would like are you gonna go listen to a queen's new album with like adam lambert as the front you know 
Like so, I actually saw Queen of Adam Lambert during their first would, tour. Did you like it? And it was really good because he wasn't trying to be Freddy. But naturally, mm. they have a lot of similar tendencies. But would you listen to a new album though? Like, um, I wouldn't be very okay. interested. No. What about what about Sorry, like? I would not. If there was a single, <laughs> what about I would be like single. Leonard Skinner? So like, you know. <laughs> no, I hate Leonard Skinner. So what an I ass! Never, what an yeah. ass! <laughs> yeah, I don't like them. So like, um, I've never gone out of my way to. I'm, yeah. I'm well aware of the history. Yeah, that's what, yeah. For them, and I'm happy they right. kept going for their own sakes, but they're not my style. There's so, so many old I, bands like that, like still pushing on. It's kind of cringy. Yeah, Drew, that was an excellent question, and mm-hmm. it reminds me of a tweet that I saw earlier this morning where I'm like, I had to rub my eyes. I'm like, wait, is this real? <laughs> so the Sunday Times culture, right, they put out this tweet from oh. Mick Jagger on Harry Styles. Mick Jagger states, I like Harry. We have an easy relationship. I used to wear a lot more eye makeup than him. Oh. He doesn't have the voice like mine or move on stage like me. He just has God, a superficial damn, resemblance wow. to my younger self, which <laughs> is fine. <laughs> He can't help that. And I read that. I'm like, wait. You cannot possibly like somebody and say all of that. <laughs> like, no. I'm and like, wait. dogging them like that. Like, Mick, if right. you like me, don't you ever, don't, don't answer no questions telling people how you like me. Because right. if that's nah, you liking me, nah, bro. Nah, nah. Harry, Harry Styles got to find Mick Jagger somewhere. And they got to meet in the phone booth. Because ain't no way. I read that. I was like, bro, where's the compliment there? Like, nah, nah. He, he ethered them. So I, I, I had to, that question made me think of that and I found it. So yeah, that great question, Drew. Yeah. Uh, I just want to add to my favorite posthumous album is from pockets until the end of time. That's fine. It's like the best yeah, put together like one that. to me and it's a double mm, disc, yeah, which is hard to do. Yeah. But yeah, Justin, that was a great question, man. I look forward to these every week. So keep up the great work, bro. Um, and hopefully again, we want to get more people submitting uh, their voice memos, the questions mm-hmm. to us. So Again, send it to us. We'll put you on the show. We'll answer your questions. And I'm excited because I know – I expect next week we should get more traction with this. I know there's a lot of people that want to do it. They're just hesitant. But, again, be confident. Nobody's judging you. It's all love. Yeah. So Shout out to all the people who submitted last week, too, who, who had their voice on the interview with that we did with Larry. Like It was dope to do that. We could do that it was for anybody. Dope. That was dope. Dope, sorry. And shout out to Bianca, now that I think about it, uh, from, from Plant Economy. Uh, she put us on her page, and mm-hmm. that was great. Got some more traction there. So, man, big things are on the way. I'm so excited. Um, and, yeah, we appreciate you, Bianca. So, without further ado, guys, let's get into what have we listened to slash watched. If we can't match numbers, then you can't have a head nigga in charge of shit. Live nigga rhymes artists, pardon, P-dub shines regardless, remorseless, haunt niggas like poltergeist, my vice for a get like that. I feel like, personally, I, I've wow. dropped the ball with this because I have wow. not listened to a bunch of music this week. It's been mostly it a slow week, B. It was a very slow week. Bro, I, I was up working on our YouTube, and I just, it was a lot going on. So, I, I want to ask you guys, what have y'all listened to and watched uh, through the past week? Okay, so I listened to um, Hit Girls, an album by rapper, Chicago rapper Jeezy. It's produced by Hit Boy, so I listened to that. It was dope just to hear her on some Hit Boy beats, but it felt kind of like dated a little. Like, I feel like she she's better than what hit girl was like and i feel like hit boy has put out better collaboration albums than this so that was a i don't know i was kind of disappointed in that it's decent but i i was expecting much more from both of those two 
Then uh, Detroit artist Payroll Giovanni put out his album, Back to the Basics. So if you like old uh, Doughboy Cash Out sound, you're going to get that. And I was very excited about that. So that's dope. <laughs> Boldy James released uh, Killing Nothing, produced by Real Bad Man. So that's dope if you like Boldy James sound. It's essentially Drew, you know, same. <laughs> like, same, same. same. <laughs> yeah. Copy and paste, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Just a different topic, but it's the same. Um, and then me and Drew, uh, I sent him because uh, Mob Deep member Prodigy, his um, music is now back on DSPs. So his classic album, uh, HNIC, was put back on uh, streaming services. So I listened to that. And let me tell you, I, re- I always love Prodigy. I've said this before. Drew knows this. I always love Prodigy. But listening back now, when you get to listen back to classic albums now, you get to like see things that you you hear things that you didn't hear before and appreciate things that's not there today. And I'll just say Prodigy was one of one. Right. It's not like, none like him. And like he was before his time because the, the stuff he was talking about in mm-hmm. his album, nobody was talking about at the time. You know, like nobody thought process was about the things about uh, independence and uh uh, black entrepreneurship, you know what I'm saying, mixed in with the fact that he's from Queensbridge, so, you know, you get the gangster raps and stuff like that, but, you know, just the way he rhymed and, you know, putting that information into uh, albums and stuff like that, he wasn't, nobody else was doing that, you know, and now you hear it now in different people's stuff, and now you see it, the influence that Prodigy had on people, so, again, it was never a question before, but HNIC is definitely a classic, you know what I'm saying, when you listen to Keep It Thorough now, yeah. like, I don't know. <laughs> That's what I was going to tell you about, Keep man. Keep it throw so fire now. Say, like, even if... How many people float on that beat? Right, like, that, yeah. That's, that's an iconic beat on that track. Such an iconic beat, yeah. So, like, yeah. I listen to Prodigy album. I listen to HNIC, but I plan on listening to more. But I just had to go back because it's on streaming services now. Yeah. Had to get back and listen to it. Right. Yeah, Gerard texted me that the album came out. So last night we got home and I was like, you know what? I'm going to cook a little dinner. I'm going to play this. I haven't listened yeah. to that album since like 06. So it's been Dang. forever. And now hearing it back from then, when I heard it as a kid, I was like, this is a good album, right. but I can't relate to shit in this. Like, it's really, it's New York <laughs> gritty rap. Like, and that's exactly what it is still. So now I have a more understanding of what he's talking about in the album and like, just shit that you've seen growing up. And he did like exactly what Gerard said. Like it's one of the realest albums I've ever heard. Um, my little nugget for this one, I found out he's the great, great grandson of the founder of Morehouse college, wow. which is crazy. That's great. That's yeah, awesome. That's my little yeah. quick hitter. <laughs> wow. But yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's crazy. Wow. That's crazy. <laughs> but uh, I was going to say too, it's one of those albums. Like it came out in 2000 It's 22 tracks, an hour and six minutes long, like three, four skits, but like there's no skips on right. it. Like you can skip the skits if you want and that's fine. But like the tracks, there's a lot of quality yes. within those. And it's still, it's a classic New York yeah. album. No, classic hip hop. album. I'll, I'll Early Alchemist. Oh yeah. We'll put yeah. It in if y'all send it to the chat, I'll check it out. Havoc producing Havoc, all yeah. over it, like some of the like legendary beats. Yeah, I'll check it out for like, sure. I'm sure you'd be listening to it, you'd be like, wow, I recognize a lot of these. Oh, yeah, you know I love good beat and, and samples. Gerard, I want to mention, I actually did try to look for that album because I knew you mentioned it with Hit Boy. I specifically searched his name in Apple Music, and it didn't pull it up. So I thought maybe yeah, it was coming out next week. Too. But I want to check that one out, too. Um, I did 
Okay, yeah, I did check for it, but I couldn't find it just with his name. But um, yeah, um, Draw, was there anything see. else you listened to this week? R&B. Uh, it's an R&B girl. Her name is Mahalia, and she got an R&B album called Letter to Your Ex. It's pretty dope. It's like an EP. Nothing crazy. Um, any tracks? Let's see. Nope, that's it. Okay. Drew, what you listen to this week? Just that Prodigy album. It's been a loaded week. Okay. What have you guys watched this week? Oh, now we're getting into the good <laughs> shit. <laughs> we, now, we, now we're cooking with Grease. We are we're we're grease currently on season four of Are You The One? And oh my God, is it still each season? Like, I just want to keep watching. It's one of those shows where, like, there's a cliffhanger at the end of each episode. Like, there's always, like, a snippet for the next week of, like, drama to come and... They get violent. I they like get violence. violent in that show. They get upset. They get. They start crying. Really? They start screaming. Yeah, it's uh. When we do the reality shows, it's gonna be up there. B, this show is so toxic, bro. <laughs> like, it, it every, is. It's like it's toxic. like everybody's sharing. <laughs> you're sharing partners because you're trying to find your like compatible partner. Yeah. And then the, if you find and people fall in love, even though they're not yes, a match, and it's for money. So like, <laughs> if every like if you get if everybody find their match, then you win the money. But you know, niggas start falling in love with people that they're not supposed to, so that fucks up everything. Right. That's why people get mad. Like, right? They're like, you're not supposed to be with him. I'm trying to change my ways, <laughs> but this is everything that I'll be. This sounds too good to be true, so I'm trying to stay. They late. also give them a yeah. fuck ton of liquor too. Oh, give me a hell yeah! So, you oh, know that man. that mixed in with some a little emotions and love that gets oh, it going. Oh, I'm gonna have to watch. <laughs> I've been trying to hold off, y'all. I'm trying. I'm getting my life together. Like I'm in a good place right now, but I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to go to it. It's crazy because somebody can be your compatibility partner, right? They can be your match, and you might think they're like cool, right? But you're not like really that drawn to them like that, and somebody who's not your competitive mm-hmm. partner, you didn't fell in love with them. So it's like, oh, like, yeah, <laughs> like it's crazy. <laughs> I gotta check it out, but I'm scared, y'all. I'm so scared. Oh, I'm like, no, oh no, man, don't I'm be go. scared. Embrace it. Be inspired. <laughs> <laughs> but that actually sounds like a great show. Uh, Drew, was there anything else that you watched this week or wanted to to touch upon? Uh, I'm almost done with the league. It's uh. One of my favorite comedies, I'll say. It just never uh, gets old. Like it, it never it, gets old. It'll like, always be relevant and funny. It's funny now going back, like hearing all the people they draft from like 2009 to like 2014, like just blast from the past names. Like they were talking about Percy Harvin on it. Like, oh, I remember snap. having him one year. <laughs> I remember, <laughs> bro. That's it. That is a blast from the past. Um, yeah. Is there anybody else that comes to mind that they mentioned from those time periods where you was like, man, that's the name right there? They talk about AP a ton, which is, I mean, not a blast from the past, but like still relevant. They talk about him all the time. They talk, uh, Josh Cribbs is on an episode, the returner for the Browns. Like, of all the people, like, I'm sure people had him on their team at one point just to try and get that kick return touchdown for cheap points or something, you know? I want to ask y'all an on the spot question. If you guys could go back in time and have any player, of any time period Ooh. on fantasy sports Ooh. or on your fantasy team, what's your first pick that you make in out of all players you can have? This is doesn't have to be football. It doesn't have Fuck. to be <laughs> anything. Tough. Just I probably I'm thinking of football because you was talking about the league. So maybe let's keep it to football now that I think about it. But <laughs> I can start. Uh, there's two players that come to mind. I'm thinking Barry Sanders, obviously, because he's my goat. Um but I just imagine having Randy Moss like during his prime, like yeah. Randy ratio days. <laughs> or shit, uh, LaDainian Tomlinson, man, when he broke the touchdown. Yeah, oh, never had him. Th- those would be my – I know I just said three answers, but those are the three people that come to mind. <laughs> so 
if anybody wants to go first, who who's that player that you would just have to you would have to draft if you had any player of any any um, time period? Peyton Manning when he did the fifty touchdowns. Mm. Um, Chris Johnson, the, yeah. he ran for two K. Um, and who else? You already said Randy Moss, so I guess I'll go with Calvin. <laughs> hey, we can share Randy. I guess I'll we go. can share Randy. Yeah, Calvin was the it the year when he broke the yeah. record, probably. I, I assume. But Ladanian was a, nice was a good right one. There. I was gonna say that if you didn't say him, Ladanian was a good one. <laughs> Drew, no pressure. Oh, I say you know who I'd want is that like X factor tight end would be Jeremy Shockey or something. Ooh, like he was a yeah. walking bucket back in the day, bro. People forget like, he went to the U. Like I feel like he he doesn't yeah. get enough credit for like he played with all the dogs on that team, the Ed Reeds and shit. Yep, you know, the Rock. You smell what the Rock is cooking. <laughs> the Rock. Um, you know who I always wanted for some reason is <laughs> you guys are gonna clown me is uh, uh Jerome Bettis like uh, he's another guy like you know you would only get goal line touchdowns touchdown. that's not bad Put at all shout out to Jerome Put for getting flex yeah <laughs> true <laughs> he's a goal right. line stud man he just walk right in there yeah right true and shout out to Jerome yeah. Bettis for getting his degree recently <laughs> shout man. out to the I bus think it's been over twenty years Ooh. but he he wanted to make it a point that it's never too late my mom went to high school with him so shout out to the bus shout out to the bus indeed Justin just said work done. Ooh, the old Falcons like running back. Ooh, I like that. He was good. I like that. So who's your who's your third one, Drew? You got two. You got one more. I never – I always want Jerry Rice or something. Mm. I feel like he was just Mr. Consistent. Like Especially never PPR. Or anything. It'd be a good good number one for a receiver. Especially you don't have PPR. to worry at all. Yeah. PPR would be nuts. Bro, we're going to have to have another fantasy episode or just a football episode in general because I'm one of the, the people – dream fantasy. <laughs> I love Jerry Rice. Don't get me wrong. I respect everything that he did. But when it comes to wide receivers, I will always put – I always have Randy Moss above him. And people might get mad, but I have Terrell Owens above him because people forget. Over. Do y'all remember when Terrell yeah. Owens came back off the broken leg and performed in the Super Bowl? Yeah. Like, Bald. bro, if it mm-hmm. wasn't for McNabb choking, like, they should have got that <laughs> Super Bowl. Like, McNabb oh, yeah. was throwing up in a huddle and T.O.'s out there hooping on one leg, just, just putting on a show. Let me ask you, do you like do you like them more because they entertained you more? Because Jerry Rice's stats are ridiculous. He, yeah. His stats are incredible, and I don't want to seem like I'm, like, discounting him because he played so long. Like, I think to be able to play as long as Jerry – like, Jerry Rice played for the Seattle (laughs) Seahawks at one point, and people forget about that. But, like, I just – I think it kind of goes back to, like – and not to switch sports, but the NBA, you hear a lot of people talk about Michael Jordan and how he's, like, the GOAT. But, like, I feel like a lot of people's opinion on Michael Jordan isn't from, like, what they actually saw. Like Highlights. You hear, like – yeah, you hear you hear like your your parents or like your uncles talk about how great he was, and then you come along and it's like, oh yeah, but like a lot of like I see LeBron, I've seen LeBron's entire career. Like I'm able to comment on that. I can't comment on you know uh, Michael Jordan. I might be hypocritical because Isaiah Thomas is my goat, but like my father recorded like all those games and like the fact that he was able to do stuff with like way less help than say a, a Magic Johnson, like. That's why he's my goal, and the referees being against him. But, no, I to answer your question, Gerard, I remember I saw Randy Moss do some stuff that I will never be able to see another wide receiver ever do again. Like, it's just certain. He created the term getting Moss. Getting Moss, like, like, that will be a term for the rest of time. Like, his speed, bro, like, I I, I forget what his 40-yard dash is, but just – 
he would have a guy like play 10, 15 yards off of him and still take mm-hmm. off, throw his hand up and just Randy <laughs> Moss is, is just special, man. T.O., he wasn't as fast, but like, dude, he just was a baller, man. Whether you liked him or not, he always showed up like yeah. he even played yeah. with Jerry Rice, I believe, for a little bit like. I, I I do like the I do like the the toxicness and the you know the <laughs> the personalities of both of them. So I guess yeah. to answer your question, Jerry, I do think that has a, a part to play in it. But yeah, thank you guys for answering that question on spot. I would love to hear anybody you know listening who would be the players that you guys wanted if you selected three for fantasy football throughout the entire you know uh, history of the NFL. Who would be your go to <laughs> players and you know who do you think has the best list of the guys we just provided? But uh, was there anything else you guys wanted to add as far as what we've watched or listened to this past week? Mm-mm. Okay, I just wanted to add, uh, I seen a commercial for Top Gun, and I thought it was like one of those situations where they bring like <laughs> old movies back to the theater for like whatever experience, right? But I see it, I'm like, wait, like Tom Cruise, he kind of looked a little older than he did. I've actually never seen the original Top wow. Gun, so I'm going to expose myself. I've not seen... The original Top Gun movie. He ain't missing anything. People said it's really good, so apparently it's on Netflix. I'm gonna check it out, but like, I just I, I, I'm it. curious say, as to I what the remake like will be. Like, so I, I need to watch like the original, but I I'm gonna check it out. I, I mess with Tom Cruise, and I don't Everything. I don't I don't see any reason right, why I wouldn't. Yeah. It's reference in. I mean, everywhere you look, people always talk about Top Gun. But when I saw the commercial, I was just sitting there. I'm like, wait, like. Tom Cruise looks older, but, you know, technology is amazing these days. Maybe they, you know, wanted to make him look older, but it's the new one coming out. So, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna check out the new one, but before I do that, I'll check out the old one. And when I do, I'll talk about it on the pod. But that's just the nice. you know, little addition I wanted to make. So, without further ado, for, without further ado, Drew. Oh, there you go, getting toxic already. Drew, I want to <laughs> give you the chance. I'm actually going to take a step back. This is something you've been wanting to do for a while. I actually wanted to ask oh, you: Is man. Mariah is Mariah at home by chance? She's not home right now. Okay, no, so she's out at her mom's. Okay, I'll, I'm going to give you a chance. You're going to lead this thing. We're going to do the player haters <laughs> ball part two. National player haters ball. Player haters ball part two. Uh, for anybody watching or listening that has never uh, listened to our original one. Check it out after you hear this one. Let us know your thoughts. But, Drew, I'm going to let you lead this one, man, and I have to apologize. I didn't write anything down. So, everything coming off the top of the dome, and we're going to have some fun with this. So, yeah, without, I'm sorry, Drew. I know I disappointed you, man. It's been a long week. I, <laughs> I don't have any excuses. But we're going to have some fun. So, Drew, I'm going to let you take this away, man. Mm-hmm. Let's start it off. Let's start about with things we hate. You ready for number one? Yes. You guys already know I hate Gunna. Oh, man. Hate, hate, hate. I hate Gunner. I think he's trash. I think he's trash. I don't think he can rap at all. I don't think he has bars. I don't think he has a flow. I don't think he can make a good song. Push and P, they're mumbling through that song. Let's be hey, honest. That's a, come on, we can slander Gunner, honest. but Push and P was fire. Come on, you got to admit. Let's be honest. Push and P was fire. shit on that song. They're not. OPP's fire than that. OPP's fire. <laughs> I definitely have. Oh. I thought to myself, it's way too short. But did you did you hear did you hear Young Thug try to do Peter uh, Peter Piper pack the pickle? Like, I think so. Like, but I, I was in the trans <laughs> listening to it. I'm like, yo, I don't know what Pusha P means, but I, I rock with the song. But Drew, tell us how you really feel, bro. I I don't think we quite understand I how much hate gonna. <laughs> I don't think we understand how much you dislike him. I saw Mike Scott uh, a couple months ago, and he was like, "Wait, you hate Gunna? 
Gunna Wanna? I'm like, what's Gunna Wanna? He's like, Wanna was the name of one of his albums. I'm like, he's fucking terrible if that's one of the names of his albums. Like, that's a god-awful name, Gunna Wanna. Give me a break. Um, another thing I hate is people who love an album but don't really listen to the full thing. Hey, 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 hey. Uh, oh, the few people I've talked to lately, I'm not going to name names, but whoever's uh, no, listening see, to the pod. No, I feel I'm like. I'm not let you get away with that, I feel dude. like you got to you guys, trust me. I feel like you got to drop. You got to, you got to. You, you gotta say I don't know, man. I feel like nah, you gotta put a name on that one, Drew. Right now. I can't. Drew out here dissing, and he, he got to See, you can't do that, Drew. You can't I'm, do I'm the subtweeting. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> Drew is definitely subtweeting sub-tweet. right now. <laughs> oh. That's a hell of a subtweet. Let's just say, I, I I mentioned it to you guys in the chat before. This. Oh, no, I know I know who you're talking about, so. <laughs> you know. Bro, he, he texted me. He was like, I was like, do you like the album? We were talking about Fabio Forens. He's like, Oh, I didn't listen to the song with uh, uh, Lil Yachty. I didn't listen to the song with uh, Blue Face. I didn't listen to another song because somebody was on. I was like, "That's three tracks out of 15. <laughs> already... So how can it? How can it be? A, how can it be a dope ass album if you're skipping three tracks? Like, I hate that shit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Drew, just take over, man. Just keep go through your whole right. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go off. Here's something for these new artists out there is consistency. Accepting mediocrity is good these days. I'm so fucking like pushing peas. Another example. You go back to it. You hear half these songs on the radio. Nobody has a voice anymore. Like they're all the same. All these, all these new artists sound the exact same from track to track to track on the radio. They're not making quality anymore. I maybe, maybe I said this on the first part of hate player haters, but bro, just like find your own voice it's okay. It's okay to sound different from all these other people, but like they got, I feel like they're all copy and paste artists right now. And the only ones are going to last. This kind of leads in my next thing. I hate is people who can't create an original name for themselves. Like, every single artist I feel is Lil this, Lil that, Lil whatever. Like where was it back in the nineties, 2000s but like each single artist had a different name yeah you had like Lil Wayne here and there you had Lil Zane but he didn't make it you know like hey chill on Lil Zane all bro. these artists chill on Lil Zane bro <laughs> 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 he's on the he's on the hardball soundtrack that's all I know <laughs> um but yeah man like where are these artists with their identities like trying to make a way for their own selves like I can't tell the difference between Lil Pump and Lil Zane or something like that you know like uh, it, it's, it's trash to Drew I think you bring up a good point I feel like we're at a time with everything going on in the world where people are just tired of the fake shit like people are looking for stuff that's authentic and like when you have names that are so similar like whether it's the baby or little baby like I do think we need more creativity I think we need more people that are cool just being themselves like I agree with that so I think you voice something that, you know, a lot of older people that, you know, listen to rap feel and think and maybe yeah. don't vocalize. So shout out to you for, you know, speaking your piece, man, telling the people how you really feel. <laughs> maybe is maybe we are old. I don't know, but I can't tell. The oh, Drew, you for sure. You guys. for sure at your get off my lawn <laughs> oh, stage. We yeah. were talking about that. Oh, on the right <laughs> just right right back yeah. and forth, just a little, little lemonade in my hand or something. Just. <laughs> Oh, man, keep going, Drew. Um, keep going. You're on fire. Because I spit hot fire. You know what I hate now that I hated before but I kind of liked is verses. Because, like, there was a point in time where you two got me into verses. And I was like, okay, I'll start checking these out. There is no fucking promotion for verses anymore. Like, 
I I keep seeing it brought up about the Onyx and Cypress Hill one from a couple weeks ago, but like, bro, even the Bone Thugs Three Six Mafia one really didn't have promotion like that. Like Meth and Red didn't really have promotion. Like, it's shitty. So Drew, you bring up you bring up a good point. Um, actually, I have to I have to agree with you now because um versus has kind of went thank you thank you they've kind of went commercial if that makes sense like versus was a thing that was created for people to enjoy um a way for people since we couldn't do concerts during the pandemic like that was people that was a way for people to connect now since they've sold it and i can't even blame i don't think swiss beats and timbaland but like now you need to pay for like a link to watch it live like you can't just they don't they didn't live stream it on instagram like they used to or had done up until a certain point so like they've made it to where you have to pay for certain things or get you know right uh pay and then you get exclusive content it's like bro like is that necessarily the, and they wrong? didn't even make the is that necessarily wrong to like uh in my opinion no i'm just saying i'm asking i don't care either way but i just want to ask like is that necessarily wrong for them like they came up with a, a product and a concept that worked and it made it popular for people. If they mm-hmm. look to like kind of change the business into something sort of a pay-per-view because that still doesn't exist. Is that su- such a bad mm-hmm. thing? Oh, I hate to answer like this. Yes and no. Um, <laughs> yes, I think it's a bad thing because, again, this was something that was supposed to be created that's fun. When you have gas prices reaching 5 $6 certain places, like, bro, people are struggling, like, I understand, you know, things are a business and I understand they, you know, want to find ways to profit off of it. But like, you can't just do that to people like nobody. Now, now let me not say nobody, but like, there's a lot of people that just don't want to spend, I don't know, maybe it's $9, whatever for this. And if you are going to make it that way, like let the artists know at least because both, you know, uh, groups said like they had no idea that's how it was going to be. Like uh, Onyx said, like, they didn't know that it wasn't like people watching or able to watch alive on Instagram. Like at least be able, if you want to do something where like, yo, you pay this money, you get exclusive content. That's cool. But like people should be able to watch it on Instagram. Cause that's always been the main thing or the main point of verses. Like people connect, you, you follow along with the comments, you know, when it's something funny happens, you're looking to see what celebrities are saying. So I understand them trying to profit off of it. But when we get to a point where like everything is about money, like, that's when I think, especially during, you know, we have uh, wars right now. Like, it's, so people are struggling, I, man. I want to so. ask this, because I, I know a lot of people say that, but people, and people are struggling. I'm not going to uh, disagree with you that then. But there's also people who's not, because we pay for all these streaming services and stuff like that. You pay for what you want. So at what point should versus feel like, oh, this is the right time for us to shift to a... a monetize effort instead of just giving it out on ig you know what i'm saying like would it like say for instance um you know people do stuff on youtube and then they be like all right well now i don't want to do like Issa ray for example she did her stuff on youtube and then she went to hbo and, and she made um you know uh insecure right so like at some point you have to the business model has to change correct so, like, when when would it be a good time for Versus? They saw that this concert series, because these artists is not performing for free. Like, they they have to get paid, you know, like, because this is essentially another concert for them. So, you can't pay them with nothing. You got to get advertisers and stuff. And, and a way to uh, pay for those, ad- to get those advertisers is to put it on a streaming site that has to be paid for from us to pay for these ads. So, I'm not saying, like like I said, like, I'm not going this is basically me like 
pushing back a little bit. Like, so I don't think that I don't think that versus is. I think that yes, they should communicate a little better with their with their fans and stuff like that. So it should be a lot more stuff on Instagram. But who's who's coming to see Onyx? Who's coming to see um, you know, Cypress Hill? You know, Cypress Hill. So. So that I think you you asked a great question. Um, I think, and, and you kind of mentioned it already, but I think it all goes back to communication. Like, if this is what you're going to do, make it you know well known ahead of time. You have people thinking they could pop up on Instagram and they couldn't watch. So, um, and again, it kind of hurt the numbers because all the artists involved thought that they was going to get the same experience that other people got, but they kind of got cheated. So to answer your question, I don't have a problem if it's monetized, but again, communicate, let it be, you know, known up front. Cause it almost feels like a bait and switch. Like, Hey, you know, we have this versus, but we're not going to mention that you guys have to pay extra until the day of at that point. Ain't nobody, you know, a lot of people aren't interested in that, but to answer your question, yes, I think they could monetize it, but if you're going to do it, absolutely, I no. think it should be done for bigger artists, not to disrespect the people that just perform. But like, if you have Drake and Chris Brown, for whatever reason, say, you know what, we're going to do this. Let it be known months in advance. Hey, we're going to have this versus you guys have to pay for this exclusive content or it's not going to be on Instagram for free. Like y'all have to go this route. Then I think you have people that don't have a problem with it. If it is people struggling, they could plan. I don't know how much it would be, but like you could better plan to be able to afford it or you not showing up and think you get the same experience that has always been the case. And that's not, you know, the situation. So I think that's an excellent point. I think they can monetize it, but again, you have to be upfront with communication, let the people know, and then go from there. But I think they cheated the, the artists that just performed um, with was it Cypress Hill yeah. and um, and Onyx. Like, yeah. that's that's messed up. You don't do that to them. Like, and if they didn't communicate it, which they clearly didn't, because neither group knew it was going to, you know, be the, the the case. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't back that at all. So that that that's my stance on it. But Dry, those are great questions, bro. I, I think. They should have us in the meeting rooms because I think we can help them out. <laughs> but yeah, Drew, what do you think, bro? I that's, that's why I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> that's simple enough. <laughs> but no, I think I think that was a great discussion. I only got two more, and it's kind of along the themes we've been talking about the past couple of weeks. But I hate UK music and I hate drill music. Hey, hey, hey. man, you corny. So, that's it. <laughs> I'm. I, I sat here, B. I sat here yes. thinking. I'm yes. like, do I really yes. hate drill music? Yeah. And I was like, yes, I do. <laughs> like, yes, yes. Bro, I my do. boy, not my boy me. George was sending me texts like, why does Drew feel this way? Why is he sending it? Why is he calling uh Dave? Uh, I had to go back and read it. I'm like, bro, like you have to send us a voice memo. So he said, yeah, he was, at me, bro. He said he was going to, <laughs> but I'm sure he will. But yeah, he's. I, I look forward to his response when he hears this, but. Yeah, was what was your? Did you say you had two more? Right? Do you have one more? Or was that? Yeah, it was. It was drill, drill, and UK. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> All right. You can group them together if you want. Okay. Let's do it, Gerard. So I only got one hate. I only have one hate. That's it. You know, I'm all I'm all for sampling, right? But I hate when people are lazy with it. So they'll sample some shit. And and that's it. They'll just chop up the sample mm-hmm. and just rap over it. And it's not even like the musicality is not there. Yep. Like <laughs> like just drill music. Yes. <laughs> the musicality <laughs> is not there. I think Gerard. I think it goes back to Fabio Foreign's album because that's the album that kind of did it in for me with that sampling. Like all those songs you're not even trying. Yeah. Up with I was like, bro, you're not even chopping these. They're like basically the exact same song that we heard growing up. There's not. 
Like sometimes with samples, you can hear you can hear little tidbits within the chop that they do. They're like, okay, this is from the seventies or eighties or something. But you have to really listen to it now. Say my name, say my name. Like, come on, man. Like, yeah, yeah. That's the only thing I hate. I'm like, if you're gonna sample some shit, like. Put some effort into it, like flip it to where I'm like, oh shit, that's what you sample? Like, not that, oh, okay. Like, yeah, I've, I've heard this before. Right. I, I was there when the original was made. Like, I feel like that's how our parents feel, though, when they hear all these songs from like the 60s and 70s and shit. Like, you kids don't know shit about this music. Like, I'm thinking now, like, bro, the 90s wasn't even that long know, ago Drew, compared to, like... 2022. The 90s was, yeah. like, <laughs> 30 years ago. I was going to say, that's... Well, that's <laughs> I still think it's 2008 or something. I'm with you. No, I'm with you. Um, again, I didn't make a list. I've just been sitting here thinking uh, some stuff I hate. So, the, the ego you have to have, and this isn't, I guess, particular to rap, but I guess it is, but... You know, you have people that oh, swear they have haters, right? And it's just like, <laughs> imagine, imagine how full of yourself you have to be to sit there and say, I have haters. Like, you know, you have people that may not be wanting, you know, you to have success, but like, I imagine if I came on here as like, man, shout out to my haters. Like what? Like, I'm not important enough to have haters. Like, even if we did reach a platform and there was people out there that, you know, weren't happy for us to succeed, like. No, I'm not. I'm not of a level where I think, and I, I, I don't know why I've been thinking of this lately. But people that talk about man, shout out to my haters, y'all, y'all the ones that make me, you know, be what I am today. Like, shut up. No, you like, no haters. Like, I don't know why that annoys me so much. But yeah, if you talk about having haters, like, humble yourself. And there's a chance. There's a chance these niggas don't even give a fuck about you. Like. Literally, like, <laughs> imagine you think you have a hater and it's a person that literally doesn't care anything about what you've done, like, at any point in your life. So, no, that's one thing I hate. It goes hand in hand with me with these artists saying how they got all these ops, too. I'm like, come on, is that, like, the new hot word of the past two years or something? It, like, and, Drew, that leads to a great point. There are people that have ops. I'm not going to lie. I'm not about that life, but oh, there, there are, are people sure. in the industry. <laughs> and I think this leads me to a second. I, I hate the fact hey, that. Hey, 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 hey. We're starting to see something that's really, really dangerous. And I try to avoid this topic, but uh, when it comes to, you know, Young Thug and artists getting arrested for their lyrics, I think I think that's a slippery slope. I don't I don't like the idea of being able to take, you know, artists lyrics and using it against them in court, whether or not that's fair. You know, we could talk about this. We could have a lawyer at some point. But like. I know uh, Bobby Smurder was was pushing to have uh, legislation brought up where lyrics can't be used in the court of law. But like, absolutely, this yep. hurts predominantly one group yep. of people. Let's just be real. Like, this hurts African American artists, and it seems like it's a plot, you know, to to essentially throw more in jail. You know, and again, I another thing I hate is when you have people say, "Oh, free such and such." Well, what did he do? Did, does he does he really deserve Thank to you. be free? Like, right. if he committed certain crimes, and don't <laughs> hey, don't get me, I'm not holier than now, but like, you know, it's innocent until proven guilty. But like, you know, if he didn't put, you know, ten people in the upper room, like, bro, he just got yeah, he's got a triple homicide. Just maybe, hey, just maybe. May, <laughs> hey, maybe he needs to be in there. You know, turn his life around. I don't know, just maybe. You know, everybody. Again, I'm not. I'm not a person that wants anybody in prison. But there's some people that deserve it. Let's just be real. But um, back to the point. Like, I just don't like. I don't know. Again, you're supposed to be innocent until proven guilty. Um, I'm hoping 
is not true what they have up against Young Thug. Like, and I think people forget, like, the per- the people that are hurt the most, it isn't, you know, the artists that are either trying to be violent against one another. Young Thug, the, the mother of, of his children, passed away recently, right? And say this stuff is true. Say he does go to jail, and I hope that's not the case. But who's hurt the most? You have Young Thug who lost the mother of his children recently. But, like, say the stuff, and again, I hope it's not true, but say it is true, and he goes to jail for a long time. His kids now have to go throughout life without their father and without their mother. Like, those are the people that, that's, hurt the, that's hurt the most. So when you talk about, you know, what's gangster, what's not, what's gangster is being there for your kids. What's gangster is providing something, providing them with an example of how to live life. So at the end of the day, you know, you have people that's trying to kill their ops and whatnot, but at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's what are you really doing? Like, you you take away somebody's brother, somebody's uncle, somebody's mother, like, sister, like, I don't want to get fake deep again, but that that I hate that. Like, if we could get away from the violence and all that, like, I I would love that. But yeah, I just wanted to put that out there, and I hope it doesn't get to a point where they're using lyrics because it's only going to hurt one group of people. So that's what I hate. The last thing that I'll say I hate, I don't like this glorification of acting like adding fentanyl to drugs is like this cool thing. Oh, thank like, you. I was going to say, there's that. nothing yep. cool about that shit. Like you are literally, we have lost so many people within the last few years right. to, you know, overdoses when essentially you're admitting to murder. Like you straight up trying mm-hmm. to stretch a product and you're killing people along the way. There's nothing cool about that. I don't like any artist that talks about that shit in their music. Like there's nothing cool about that, bro. Like you're a fucking loser. Right. So that's how I feel. So you know, we talk about the player ball. Those are three things I had on the top of my dome. So, yeah, I just had to get that off my chest. And shout out to you, Drew. I know you've been wanting to do this for a while. Mariah, we are going to get you on the show at some point. Just know we're going to get you on the show. She's going to surprise you guys one day. She's going to show up. I look forward to it. But, yeah, I know we got to get out of here. We could talk about this much, much longer. But, uh, guys, do you have anything you want to add before we wrap up? All right. Well, before we get out of here again, I want to ask people, go comment, please. Give us reviews. Let us know how y'all feel about the show. But until the next time, this has been another episode of Two Hip Hop Sensei's and Casual, and y'all be easy. One. One. Take care. One. <laughs> you like that, Jerome, last week? You like that? <laughs> y'all stupid. <laughs> Beat dropped so hard, man. Two sensei's in a casual.